Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. <laughs> You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It's a Tuesday. We're live in Los Angeles. This is The Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, a lot of choices out there. Thanks for making us part of your day. TV, radio, podcast, whatever it is. J-Mac, I know you're feeling pretty, pretty good this morning. Uh, Physically, no, but about the Jets and Dalvin Cook, very, very excited. Go on vacation, come back sick. Yeah. You have that NBA jersey on showing the gun show, wow. and it's chilly outside, and that's what happened. I made the mistake of going to the ER last night at 3.30 in the morning. Didn't go well, let's just say that, out here in California. And pity anyone who has to deal with the hospital system. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, a lot of sports today. You look good. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> so the Jets signed Dalvin Cook. One-year deal. Dalvin is... Four straight Pro Bowl seasons, still very, very good. But what's interesting is the Patriots signed Ezekiel Elliott, not as good, cheaper, and uh, he's a declining player since his rookie year. So my two big takeaways on those moves, number one, Aaron Rodgers took a pay cut, not just because he's a nice guy. He wanted something in return. He wanted another playmaker. So now he's got Garrett Wilson, he wanted Alan Lazard. He's got Corey Davis, uh, Brees Hall off an injury, Dalvin Cook a pro bowler. So it's not that, you know, Aaron wasn't being a little altruistic, but dude wanted a playmaker, and that's what Dalvin Cook is. I would argue he's in the latter years of his prime, but it still feels like he's in his prime to me. I really like him, and he can pass block, catch, run, three down back, great player. My second takeaway is, the Patriots could have had Dalvin Cook. 
Instead, it was about value. It's always about value for Belichick. Nice stuff costs money. Remember that TV show, Extreme Couponing, years ago? And you'd watch these people come into a grocery store, and it's like, oh, my God, they got $1,000 worth of groceries for $0.07. Cents. Cool. 18 jars of mustard. And then by the end of the show, your takeaway was, these people are weirdos. Yeah, they are. And Belichick's becoming one. Nice stuff costs money. Zach's cheaper for a Zeke is cheaper for a reason. The Patriots are 29th in the NFL in offensive spending. Uh, Zeke Elliott, Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, you get what you pay for. The Patriots' wide receiving room is $24 million. Tyreek Hill is 30 by himself. There's a reason. He separates, gets open, and beats people over the top. You get what you pay for. In 2023, highly skilled offensive pieces, tight ends, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, yeah, they cost money. Somebody's going to have to pay for Jonathan Taylor. Maybe it's the Colts. He's not coming on the cheap. Either is Josh Jacobs. Oh, by the way, injury-riddled OBJ. He costs $15 bucks to the Ravens. He's a good player when he's healthy. People cost money. The Jets pay $8.6 million. The Patriots pay $6.6 million. Uh, 6. million. So, again, the Jets pay $8.6 million for Dalvin Cook. The Patriots pay about $6 million for Zeke. Bill use coupons. And what the Jets instead get is a player at the end of his prime, three down back, can do it all, still explosive, give him a crease, and it allows Brees Hall to come back more slowly, They've added a game to the schedule. Nothing wrong with having two running backs. Seattle drafted another running back high, and they had a great rookie running back last year. Very few Derrick Henrys. Give each back 125, 150 carries. Nobody gets 250. The Jets paid a little more and got a lot more. And the Patriots continue to seek value and bring coupons on offensive pieces. This is not 1998. Brady's gone. Your quarterback's not as good. He doesn't have the ability at this point to elevate players. So you have to go get great players around him. You know, I'm watching these teams that have these star quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and I'm watching their coaches continue to furnish better quarterbacks with more good pieces. Meanwhile, Mac Jones, there's limitations, there's a ceiling, and they keep going on the cheap. It's almost as if Bill doesn't want to give him elite toys because he wants to control him. That's what it feels like to me. All right, saw this. Peter King in his Monday morning quarterback column, Monday morning football column, talks about Jordan Love. And Peter King says, and I believe it's correct, that uh, Jordan Love will have a shakier first season starting for the Packers than Brett Favre did. And Brett Favre went 8-5 and five with an 85 quarterback rating. Or Aaron Rodgers, who went 6-10, and 10, with a 93 quarterback rating. And those numbers are very deceiving, and I'll get to that in a second. So I think you should have much higher expectations for Jordan Love for two reasons. Number one, it's a much more quarterback-friendly league. You can't touch a quarterback. You can't grab a wide receiver. Everybody wants to go over the middle. This league in the NFL is now built for quarterbacks. Every rule now leans offense. The second thing is, any quarterback drafted in the last decade, quarterback now is an industry. 
uh, the tutoring, the private coaching, the videos better, the coaching smarter. There's more camps. There's more reps. Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre did not live generationally in that space. So Brett Favre's, so when you got to be careful when you do comps here. So Brett Favre's rookie season in Green Bay was 30 years ago. Offense doesn't even look the same today. 30 years ago is so long ago, the Cowboys used to win Super Bowls then. The Oilers were a franchise. So technology, politics, and football thrive on innovation. And just to give you an example, in 1992, that's Brett Favre's first year, there was one quarterback in the league, one, with a quarterback rating, a passer rating, over 100. This year, there were six. In 1992, Brett Favre's first season, get a load of this, there was one quarterback with a passer rating over 90, beyond the 100 passer rating. There were 18 this year. So back this year, you had like 24 elite quarterbacks. Back then, you had like two or three. So tech, football, and politics are all about fluidity, the opposite of rigidity, and they're about change. I mean, 30 years ago, we didn't have emails yet. Uh, We were all listening to CDs. And in politics, gay marriage and uh, uh, marijuana were not close to universal acceptance. So the world changes. But if you really go back to Aaron Rodgers' first year, and Brett Favre's first year as starters. Let's contextualize it because when Peter King puts those numbers out there, it looks like, oh, it was choppy. Oh, it wasn't very good. But remember, it was a defensive league. You could grab wide receivers. Nobody wanted to go over the middle. You could grab and jam a quarterback into the turf, off an AstroTurf for Favre. So let's go back. The first season for Aaron Rodgers and the first season for Brett Favre as starters. So Favre didn't even start the first month, and he ended up, This is his first year starting for Green Bay. Ninth in passing yards, eighth in passing touchdowns, and sixth in passer rating. He was already a top 10 quarterback in the league as a rookie who didn't start his first four games. Aaron, first year starting, fourth in passing yards, fourth in passing touchdowns, sixth in passer rating. He was already arguably a top five quarterback. Jordan Love appears to be at this point, we think the fourth fourth most talented quarterback in his division. In the AFC, he wouldn't be top 10. So you got to be very careful about, well, I mean, Jordan Love looks like, no, no, no. Favre and Aaron Rodgers gave you glimpses on a weekly basis of greatness. Now, they weren't as consistent. Brett, to the end, would throw bad picks. Uh, Aaron early was a little mechanical. He's gotten to be much more loose and fluid over the years. His throwing motion, much more comfortable in the pocket, of course. The problem with Jordan Love is we're getting no glimpses of greatness, one. And number two, Rodgers and Favre were getting aggressive coaching, and their coaches were allowing them to make mistakes. Favre and Rodgers made a lot of mistakes. Packers are telling you they don't have that confidence in Jordan Love. Everything is safe. Everything is babysitting. So uh, it's a whole different world. You cannot even compare Aaron and Favre. Quarterback now, it's a really quarterback-friendly league. Like when you see Trey Lance struggle with Kyle Shanahan in today's game, Zach Wilson last year struggling in today's game, you can't struggle that much. Herbert didn't struggle with an atrocious offensive line. Burrow didn't struggle with an atrocious offensive line. Trevor Lawrence by year two wins playoff games in Jacksonville. Quarterback's hard. It's not that hard. And so, um, you know, my takeaway on that is we'd see something by now. 
we'd have glimpses of greatness, and we'd have more aggressive coaching by Green Bay. And uh, I think it's a trust factor. They see it at practice. They don't see greatness. They don't see juice. They don't see wow. And they're protecting him, which is fine. But Justin Fields appears to be now got a little momentum. Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. And Kirk Cousins, say what you want about Kirk Cousins, he's Dak without the brand. He's a very B-B-plus quarterback. All right, great to have you in. I had no idea that you spent uh, hours in an emergency room. I've done that about three times in my life. That is no fun at all. No, no, I, I was there like 40 minutes. They told me it was a two-hour wait, and I was like, it's 3 in the morning, I'm going home. Uh, but go, to go back to football real quick, Colin, this is crazy. I just looked up Aaron Rodgers' first year. Yeah. Okay? There's a story uh, on Madison.com. Not only did he go 6-10 and 10 yeah. as his first year, after sitting for three, he was booed on family night. They were booing Aaron Rodgers. Right. He sat for three years. They go 6-10. and ten. Jordan Love probably not going to get booed this year, right? Well, even though America's meaner, uh, probably <laughs> not. But I don't think they'll put him in a position to get booed. So, Aaron, if you go back to that first year, they were 6-10. and ten. Yeah. But there were, there were, we've had multiple players that were in the camps with Aaron by year two in Green Bay, and they were like, we're good here. Yeah. I mean, people forget, maybe they don't, Brett Favre was beloved. I mean, it was Peyton Manning. Brady was winning. Ben could win. Favre was beloved by the late John Madden. Wranglers, he was middle America. He was Southern. He was y'all. So to move off Brett Favre, like Aaron got a little prickly and a little aloof, California cool, much easier to move off Aaron than it was Brett Favre. So you're, you're, you're this Midwest Wranglers, a pickup truck guy for this hipster California guy it was a weird, dicey yeah. move, and pe- people loved Favre. Favre, if, you know, Favre acted, wore hunting hats. He was, he was Green Bay. Aaron never felt totally like Green Bay. He did a really good job to make himself part of the community, loved the Badgers, invested in the Milwaukee Bucks. Aaron made a really, really concerted effort to be one of the peeps. Favre felt like one of the peeps. Yeah, it is interesting. Some of these superstar quarterbacks, Peyton Manning struggled early, um, Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, 6-10, and 10, and then Patrick Mahomes, you know, sits for well, a year but, and is, I mean, I know but, he had Andy Reid, but But still. remember, let's go back to the rant. It's a different world now. It is. You cannot grab receivers at the line. The middle of the field is yeah. all offense. The coaching is much better. These kids now go to camps. It's amazing. I have friends with kids. Summer is football. Summer used to be water skiing and camping. Summer's now football. Camp after camp after camp, L.A., Vegas, Texas, Florida, kids traveling all over the country. So my expectations of Jordan Love, he's lived in that world. Favre didn't, and Aaron didn't. Mm. So it's all these guys now, I'm not giving you four years. I'm going to give you Thanksgiving by your second year. And by the way, Justin Fields, a great example. Mm. Yeah, last year's his second year. Go to Thanksgiving of Justin's second year, and you can see we showed it to you yesterday, the numbers now improve without a lot of help. So now his third year, with help, again, Luke Getze, watch him probably pop. So so I, I don't... I don't now Mahomes did grow up in the era of camps and specialization. But 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 Aaron didn't and Favre definitely didn't. Yeah, Mahomes clearly a unicorn when you look at everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. We're never gonna see another one of those. Guys. Be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's the herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This story surprised me, and then it really didn't. Zach Martin, the guard, got a new deal with the Cowboys. A couple of weeks ago, Jerry was adamant he wouldn't get one, but it's another great player who gets, uh, maybe not even great player, another player for the Cowboys gets what they want. Jerry loves to tell you what a great businessman he is, but he gets rolled a lot. He paid Dak way too late. He paid Zeke two years too early. He should have never paid linebacker Jalen Smith. He gave Amari Cooper $60 million guaranteed, and after two years, let him walk. Uh, he also got BS by Mike McCarthy, who acknowledged he was just making stuff up when he told Jerry during the job interview that he'd watched every snap for the Cowboys in 2019 when he was on his couch. Again, later, denied it. Um, he gets taken to the woodshed a lot. And Zach Martin, I'm reading a story. It was just like last week. Jerry Jones said, it's not about precedent, it's about facts. We need the money to pay Micah Parsons. He'll come to camp when he comes to camp. No resolution. A lot of consequences if he doesn't. He's been at the top of the money chain all these years, drafted high, a lot of money. Bottom line is, nothing needs to happen. Well, then why would it? Hmm, Jerry's about image. Dak Prescott had a really bad week of uh, discussion on national shows. 
talk radio, newspapers about all the interceptions he was throwing. Trayvon Diggs got in his face, called him an expletive, kind of demeaning, non-respectful. And Jerry loves his image, wants to get that positive cowboy train right back on the tracks, and so he signs him. You think I'm crazy? How did Jerry go from adamantly no deal to let's make a deal? I think it's the Dak practice, the Dak interceptions, the negativity, the Trayvon Diggs story. Nobody in the NFL loves to pay their draft picks like Jerry because it validates his football genius. He's actually pretty knowledgeable about football as far as owners go. So is Jim Irsay and both tend to now medal, but they're never quite as educated on actual football as they as they want you to believe. And so the Cowboys are a lot about agents. Jerry's become the guy that's great to invite to your local poker party. He brings a lot of money, comes with a lot of confidence, and uh, has to buy his way back in a couple of times because he's not actually very good. So to go from there's nothing that needs to happen to making a deal, what is that about? To me, it's about image. It's about getting the positive vibes into a season, no negativity, keep the Cowboys top of mind, top of sports shows. This stuff matters to Jerry. He understands the power of television and the power of narratives. That's why Jerry loves Tony Romo on CBS and Troy Aikman, formerly here and now on ESPN. And he likes hit Michael Irvin was on the NFL Network. Jerry loves that stuff. He gets television to his credit. He understands that the league as a whole gets television. But this feels like an image move. I think Zach Martin's really good and really important. But to go from adamantly no deal to let's make a deal, ask yourself why. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. I got a good laugh out of this story. So the Niners are super confident that Brock Purdy will be their starter this season. He's been cleared to practice three days straight without a built-in off day. Kyle Shanahan spoke to Albert Breer about how good they feel about him. He played at as high a level as you can ask for, as consistent a level as you can ask for. Hell yeah! You want to win with that and be very happy with that. He's been the starter since last year ended. He was always clearly our starter, but there were many questions about his injury, so we had to prepare for everything else. He would have to melt in practice to lose it, and Brock's too good of a player to melt in practice. Well, what's gonna? what I do think is interesting, and you and I both like to make predictions and kind of theorize what's going to happen. We did this yesterday with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah. And the question becomes, if Brock Purdy as the last player taken, um, gets this team once again to an NFC championship and even a Super Bowl, win or lose in that Super Bowl, I do think there are teams knowing that there's very rarely outside of a Caleb Williams an absolute lock is it's going to have more teams drafting third, fourth, fifth, sixth round quarterbacks stacking the lineup. And, you know, it's interesting. I watched the Raiders this weekend, and it's very early, but they have some young kid out of Purdue. And I watched him, and I thought... He was like a fourth-round quarterback pick. You could look it up. I, I, but I thought to myself watching him, man, is he Brock Purdy this year? You know, if the Raiders want you – no, know, Josh McDaniels doesn't want to tank or he's going to lose his job. He got called into a closed-door meeting with Mark Davis, the owner, last year. So he went out and got Garoppolo for a reason. Garoppolo's played in big games. He understands, you know, the gravitas of yeah. being the starting quarterback. And so my takeaway is if Garoppolo gets banged up, 
do the Raiders have the opportunity to re-sign a Josh Jacobs? But I was watching that kid play, and I'm like, that's something. He's pretty good. That's something. Yeah. Um, I'll add, do you think they try to showcase the Niners' uh, Trey Lance here in the next couple weeks? Oh, I think. In hopes that they can maybe offload him for, hey, give us a fifth, Minnesota. This was a big topic last week when you were on vacation. Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. Show them off. Just get them. You're in the salvage stage. Like, you've moved off the starting stage. First-round picks that didn't work, salvage them. I still think Zach Wilson has an elite arm, and Trey Lance is a big, strong athlete. There's something there for both of them eventually. I really think that. I'm not saying they're going to— Zach gonna, Wilson. I think in a better environment that's not New York, bring him back out west, I think there's something I mean, for short him. of putting him with, like, an offensive genius, well, Mike McDaniel, there's a lot of, Sean McVay, something like that. There's a like, lot of good offensive coaches in this league. There's a lot of them. You know, Brian Dable could probably use him in New York since we don't believe in Dable. I would Jones. get him out of New York. New yeah. York's never going to see him as a star. I mean, you fail in New York, you don't get a lot of second chances. Yeah. All right, next up, running backs. Very vocal about their frustrations right now. Josh Jacobs still holding out. Well, former Raiders running back Marcus Allen was asked about the Jacobs situation and gave his thoughts on the state of the running back position. I'm just going to say it. It's almost like collusion. They decided that the running back position is one that their productivity is only for a short period of time instead of looking at each and every one individually. They've decided as a group that they're not going to pay them so I can understand what running backs are thinking and what they're feeling. I always, when people claim collusion. Yeah, I don't know. So here's what I always feel about that word. And, I'm, and it certainly exists. And there was this for a while. It was, you know, Colin Kaepernick, it's collusion. Have you ever, you and I work in the media business. Have we ever known something to be true and talked about it? We don't necessarily collude against anybody, but there's like, you know, everybody knows something to be true. Somebody's underrated, somebody's overrated. Oh, the media loves in sports yeah. media to collude about people. Oh, they're a rising star or whatever. Nonsense. But the truth is, is it collusion or is it just one of those things that's understood and whispered about in corners? Like, I've been talking to GMs for years, in the last four years overwhelming sentiment from every GM and scout I talk to is you can't sign running backs due to the data and analytics to a second big contract. That's not collusion. It's analytics. It's like saying we don't want power forwards who can't shoot in the NBA. Tristan Thompson went from valuable to unplayable in like three years. That's not collusion. It's we've got evidence here. If you can't shoot, you can't have two guys on the floor that can't shoot. The thing Marcus Allen probably misses is in the 80s and even 90s, it took a while for things to change because there wasn't this much data. Now the data is so available. Things are happening very rapidly in the NFL. Things are changing and pivoting quickly. And it's like we've known about this for running backs for a couple years now. It's just now the contracts are think, coming home to roost. Think about analytics in baseball. So when I grew up, I know it's 70s baseball talk, but a Tommy Lasorda, a Sparky Anderson, a, the great managers, uh, Jim Leland, could you have believed in their coaching prime, their managing prime, that they would be getting the batting order from executives upstairs? If you, if I said, hey, in 30 years, like Sparky Anderson in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, the wizard. Yeah, Earl Weaver, Dick Williams, yeah, those guys are going to get the starting lineup from an intern upstairs. That's the way it works now. The front office gives you the batting order. It, analytics drive the sport. So it's just like stuff changes. It's not collusion against Major League Baseball managers. It's that data, not your gut, 
is what wins games in a volume sport. You had a good example with the sports media. People wonder, why do you guys talk about the NBA? Look at the ratings. They're not, they're not great. But what people miss is, have you looked at the social media aspect oh, of, of the NBA? It's star-driven. They're, I think their Instagram has like 72 million follow the NBA, and it's like 28 million or something for the NFL. Yeah. Now, I know on TV it's different, but the NBA, you put stuff online, and it circulates very rapidly. Absolutely. And the numbers, we trust the numbers. That's what it is. We're not colluding to pump up the NBA. I don't care. We got to give the people what they want, right? Yeah. And so I, I just, I don't think, I think Marcus, it feels like that it's collusion against running backs, but there has been a growing sentiment in front offices. And I've talked to people for you and you do the same thing is that it's just like, you can't do it. It's just bad money. Now for years, you can argue running backs were overpaid, but this happens in every business. It, it could be tech, law, medicine, whatever it is, sales. You get new data, and it's like, oh, that doesn't work anymore. That's not, people don't care about that. So collusion's always, and I'm not saying there isn't some collusion in pro sports. Owners are a good old boys club. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but there's there's a lot of times, I think analytics is just making all sports smarter and more yeah. efficient. And I think the running back is a position that's being devalued. I think safety's been devalued. I think linebackers have been devalued. Interior offensive linemen have been devalued. Well, if Marcus Allen wants to pay running backs, go get a GM job, overpay a running back, and see how long you have your job. Yeah. It's just not going to work. It doesn't work like that. Final story, Sean McDermott taking over as defensive play caller following Leslie Frazier's mysterious departure. McDermott spent eight seasons as D.C. before taking over as Bill's head coach, and he said after the first preseason game, he enjoyed taking that job back. Yeah, it was fun. You know, it was fun to be back out there and kind of rolling up my sleeves a little bit and still working through the communication piece. Uh, preseason game a little bit different than a regular season game, but we'll go back just like we do with the players and, and evaluate that and talk about some areas that we've got to improve on. And and um, and so it's just kind of the getting on the same cadence. Is it possible that we're all hyperventilating and the Bills are just going to be fine? I mean, I know we didn't like the way the season ended, and the Stephon Diggs drama is a little concerning. But I'm reading, and I'm I'm guilty of this too, with Aaron Rodgers' emergence, Mike McDaniel's wizardry, this is still a great roster. And they addressed one of their huge issues, which is they don't get a lot of production at a tight end, so they go get the best tight end in the draft. Like, we got to be honest here. They still have the biggest, strongest, most athletic quarterback in the division, Excellent infrastructure, good GM, good coach. <coughs> I, they're an easy team to sell your stock on. They got dudes everywhere, like everywhere. So this, uh, you know, I, don't, I hate to make this about the Jets, but McDermott history as a DC. I would love to look into how he did against Aaron Rodgers when he was uh, in the NFC historically. Given the season opener, Aaron Rodgers against McDermott. McDermott now calling plays. By the way, we'll that's a, I don't have the numbers. I'm going to look them up. That is a with the addition of Dalvin Cook. That is a isn't that the Sunday night football game? Monday, I think. That is that is an all-time Monday night football opener. That is, you know, we talked about this 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 game, uh, and it's just one game. But man, this is going to go a long way. Bills win this game. Jets are zero and one going to Dallas. Jets win this game, and it's like Aaron Rodgers is here. We got a squad. I mean, what's the countdown on that game? By the way, are we less than a month? Yeah, less than a month to go. I know you're excited. You got to rank that as your number one game opening weekend. It has to be, Colin. Well, on this show, it is. (laughs) Uh, J-Mac with the news. 
Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The herd. You know, I should I should do that. I we haven't done that. I should go back and look at the first. I I, I know there's the game so far that I'm excited for. I really want to see Justin Fields now with weapons against Jordan Love. That's really good. That's our probably a one o'clock game. Maybe it's the late game for Fox. Uh, in Cowboys Giants week one as well. Uh, that that's interesting because Brian Dayball. In year two, everybody's selling their giant stock, and it's like Mike McCarthy now goes to a play caller, not been good in his last 20 starts as a play caller, and Dable's a wizard, and he's got Daniel Jones, and their young players should get better. Uh, that, that'll probably be a very low-scoring close game. So Packers, Bears, Giants, Cowboys, Bills, Jets. There's one other game. Oh, I think Chargers, uh, Miami. That's That's like... That's really good. That's... 38-36. So I just looked this up because you mentioned it. Fields last year against uh, the Packers. In the, in the second game of the season, he looked not great. They got destroyed. He was 7 of 11 interception. But later in December, the second meeting, 20 of 25 fields against the Packers. 254 yards. Did have two costly picks, but rushed for 71 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, and. So he clearly grew up a little bit. He's now had some familiarity with the defense. And they've got significant, and they got you know DJ Moore and Claypool and Mooney now are like veterans. They've been around the league for several years. And 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 Cole Komet now is no longer a kid. And Robert Tanyan. Yeah. So like they've they've got their O line still young, but it's like, you know, whereas Green Bay's got a lot of kids, Dobbs, Christian Watson, uh, Musgrave, the tight end. Uh, Chicago's got guys who have been in the league a few years, so Chicago's hosting Green Bay. What's the line on that? I don't I'm have gonna, it right now. Gonna, I would guess it's three and a half. Uh, uh, probably under three. Two and a half. Bears are at home, so they're. Fa- I bet you they're favored by two and a half. That's my, my my gut feeling. Bears favored by two and a half at home against Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. All right, here we go. The line for that game is Bears minus three. All right, I would. I would. Uh, Whoa. So at three, Justin I, Fields is favored by a field. Now that's minus one hundred and five. So the juice is a little bit. I, I would, I would not bet the Bears minus three there. <laughs> okay, it's a pass. Yeah, at two and a half, I, a little different story. I would take the Bears. Yeah. Hmm. Is that going to make the Blazing five? At two and a half, <laughs> I'll take the Bears yeah. at two and a half. Well, Justin Fields can be given points after. Didn't he lose ten games in a row last season? Well, yeah, but again, I know the splits. Second half of the season. He was better, and now he gets real help. Like, deep, people didn't watch DJ Moore in Carolina last couple of years. He's a really nice player. And Mooney's a really nice player. Yeah. Cole Komet, Robert Tanyan. Like, Tanyan's not a high-profile player because Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones take a lot of the oxygen. Yeah. And Matt LaFleur, it's like Robert Tanyan's and a highly productive tight end. Let's be real. The pressure in this game is on Jordan Love. It's not on Fields. Well, I this think is it's year on... three. Does Jordan Love, is this his first road start ever? No, it's, it's, on, it's Chicago. It's Chicago. So yeah. I think Justin Fields has to win the game at home. Yeah, you got to win that game at home. Who's so you think more pressure is on Justin Fields? Fields? First of all, it's Chicago. Third he's biggest a starter. Th- they gave him a lot of help. Jordan loves yeah. him. Yeah, he's getting all and, the negative press. He's five and twenty. Like Justin Fields okay. has to win a home game against the weakest Green Bay has been in twenty five years. He's planned for his job. Jordan Love's not planned for his job. We don't think Chicago's a big loud media. He's 5 and 20. That's a good topic. He's at home as a favorite. Okay, now we I think we both think, you know, 60-40 it's going to work. I'm, after watching him the other day, maybe I'm 65. I like it. But the pressure's on Justin. He's got to win these games now. They have gone out. I never trust the Bears front office. My entire life. I had a pretty good offseason. 
That pretty good draft, pretty good yeah. offseason. You got to win this game. You're home. It's a rival. You're favored. If Jordan Love goes out, plays okay, and loses, we're not blasting Jordan Love on Monday. If Justin Fields goes out and is average and loses to Jordan Love, he's getting whacked. You know, uh, am, am I wrong? Uh, maybe a slight disagreement. Okay. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. 
You can help those affected by the wildfires in Hawaii. Your donation enables the Red Cross to prepare for, respond to, and help people recover from these disasters. Go to redcross.org slash foxforward. So some people thought I was a little harsh yesterday talking about the uh, Niners situation and the Jordan Love situation, I'm told. Um, But Dan Orlovsky, who played in the NFL, kind of a funny guy, football analyst guy for ESPN, came out yesterday and he said, I've seen enough. I don't think Trey fits in Kyle Shanahan's system. By the way, uh, Emmanuel Acho and I were talking yesterday, kind of feels the same thing. He looks a little bit overwhelmed. And so, um, folks, the video and the data is irrefutable. Stop denying the truth. There's no valor in rigidity. Um, I thought he had a ton of potential. So did really smart people in the NFL. And remember, the Niners drafted George Kittle in the fifth round. He'll make the Hall of Fame. Hufunga, the safety, fifth round. He's great. Brock Purdy, seventh round. They draft really well. But quarterback is hard. Really hard. I know you're an expert. You always know who's going to make it. I called Johnny Manziel and Baker is a bust. Yeah. I said... Jamarcus Russell, Jameis Winston, don't think they'll be great. I missed on Sam Darnold, but I nailed Zach Wilson. You know, I feel pretty good for my picks. If San Francisco can miss on one and they know what they're doing, anybody can. So he just doesn't see the field particularly well. And Kyle Shanahan's number one goal, because his rival, Sean McVay, has got a Super Bowl. So what's Kyle Shanahan's number one goal? Above everything, it's not to be right. It's to win a Super Bowl. If Trey Lance could do that or gave him the best chance to do that, he'd go with him. John Lynch is a GM. That's an egg-on-your-face first-round pick. He wants it to work. Nobody's rooting against him. (laughs) Nobody. But the biggest mistake in the NFL you can make, and it's really the biggest mistake in all business, doubling down on a mistake. Get over yourself. Move on. Brock Purdy's better. Yes, he went six, seven rounds later. He's better. Sam Darnold's better. Saw it again this weekend. It's okay. It happens. Nobody is perfect. It's why Miami's never been able to really replace Dan Marino. It's why Denver had to go and get Peyton Manning to truly replace John Elway. Stuff is hard. Quarterbacks' leadership and guile and toughness and intelligence. A lot of stuff that are really, really hard to measure. So this is just one of those things is quarterback's difficult. But it's not as difficult right now with Kyle Shanahan is Trey Lance is making it. He just doesn't see the field. He's raw. The video and the data evidence in seven starts, preseason, regular season, 84 passer rating, 59% completion percentage. Okay, so my takeaway, though, considering his lack of college experience and NFL experience, 59% completion percentage for a big kid who moves well, he's not a bust. He's not a bust yet. Some GM, I'd roll the dice on Trey Lance. Zach Wilson, who's got a better arm, but is small, not quite sure if he can stay within the lines of a system, a little bit of a Johnny Manziel ad-libber. I'm not sure Zach Wilson's going to make it. I'm not going to call him a bust, but he's damn close. Trey Lance is at 59% completion percentage, 84 passer rating, with almost no starts. I think if you're an offensive coach and you can look at that and say, I can get him to 62.5% completion percentage, 96 passer rating, then he's not a bust. I don't think Trey is. I just don't think he fits this system now. I said this yesterday. 
The Niners are a win-now team, and Trey Lance is a quarterback that could eventually be very interesting. But I don't think he's a bust. He just doesn't work for them. He's raw. There's no value in keeping him as a number three quarterback if Darnold's going to start or be the primary backup. So move him. And I think what they're, what they're doing is, is, and I think the Jets should do this and the Niners should do it, put those guys out there, somebody in before the trade deadline in week, whatever it is, seven or eight for the trade deadline, I think you could move both. And I think that would be the play. Now the Jets and the Niners are good enough to win playoff games. So I could see both organizations, especially the Jets saying, we're going to keep Zach around in case Aaron at 39 years old gets banged up. But for the Niners, with Darnold already backing up Brock Purdy, there's no real reason to keep him. Just move off him. But did I think he had potential? Yes, absolutely. Met the kid, big, strong, smart. Uh, people have, J-Mac mentioned Minnesota. He was a high school, great high school athlete in Minnesota. I'm not exactly sure what the future is for Kirk Cousins. That's interesting. But I, you know, not fit matters. Like in my entire career in this broadcasting thing, fit matters. Some people just don't fit. Square peg, round hole, doesn't work. Trey Lance for a team that I think has the best roster in football is not ready to be the guy. It doesn't mean if you're an organization with an older quarterback and you're like, you know what? We can bring him in for a six-round pick. We can draft another quarterback next year. The kid needs reps. He's raw. There's no point of sitting him on the bench during the regular season. So I think Dan Orlovsky's right. I said it yesterday. It seems harsh. Just like you can see stuff. Quarterback's hard. It's not that hard with Kyle Shanahan. It's not that hard. You want a surprise? Yeah, I want a surprise. Brock Purdy is older than Trey Lance. Trey Lance has been in the league now. This is year three. Yeah. Brock Purdy, remember, stayed in college, um, 23 years old, birthday in December. He's older than Trey Lance. Trey Lance is going to have a chance. He should have a chance, right? Well, he, he can't be done at 23. No, I, and, and he's, it's not like Zach Wilson. There's a size component. There's a cocky component. With Trey Lance, it's like not cocky, coachable, nice kid, big kid, moves well. He's not twitchy. He doesn't, he's not Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, but he moves well. He's a big, strong kid. I would roll. I'm a general manager. I'm Minnesota. I'd roll the dice on him. I'd have no problem giving up a six-round pick for him. At this point, you're trying to salvage it. San Francisco can't get greedy. They've hit on several six-round picks. Purdy's a seventh. Elijah Mitchell, the running back, was a six. I think Jennings, that wide receiver, was a six. Kittle was a five. So they've shown an ability to hit on later picks. Don't get greedy on it. And the, tr and the truth is, Trey's likable. So you'd like him to go somewhere that it can work. San Francisco is not going to double down on it. And you'd like to do the kid a solid. Most teams don't want to screw players. They like them. You're in business together. They may come back around. Who knows? But it just doesn't work now for this time. It's not the end of the world. He's He made good money, got got some upside here. Let him play. But to, once you bring Darnold in, you already gave everybody the roadmap on how it's going to work. Purdy's the starter. Veteran Sam Darnold has got some of Trey Lance's uh, athletic dimensions and size. I think Sam's a little more athletic. I think they gave you a tell on what they were going to do. How's this one? Mike McDaniel, head coach of the Dolphins, was with the Niners both the years that Trey Lance was there. Um, well, he would know more about it. Exactly. What it, I, you never want to say Tua gets hurt, but let's say Tua's well, they know, have not Mike the NFL White. They, what does it tell you that they went and picked up Mike White, a, a Jets guy, as opposed to make a run at Trey Lance for like a well, six-round pick? 
Well, probably because at that point, the Niners wanted to see one more camp with Trey Lance. I mean, they want to make this thing work. Nobody's rooting against him. I mean, if you're a GM, you're not rooting. Giving up the farm and a first-round pick and two years in, you're like, it doesn't work. Everybody wants it to work. Some stuff doesn't. Every position we've seen misses. It happens. Hour two next. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 